2: Check out heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Hello, everybody. We're back for another episode of Always Almost There, day after show. Today's Wednesday, April 26th. I'm at Mount Shasta, California. About halfway in between Eugene um, and San Francisco, ish, kind of almost halfway. Um, you know, we're we're en route uh, for my last two shows of this leg, uh, which is you know sad that I only have two left, but also it's been amazing uh, doing eight shows. Neil, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. No San Diego for you?
1: No San Diego. So getting from San Francisco to San Diego with no day in between is a hassle and. Flights back to Toronto from San Diego are like double the price as from San Francisco. So. Bummer. Yeah. Closer, man. Well, I mean, they're playing in new Orleans three days later, but.
0: Yeah. Does that count? I don't know. I feel like, I feel like like it's still part of the tour.
1: I I feel like it's part of the tour. Like they're playing two sets at each. Speaking of two sets, uh, Peach just revealed a little bit ago that goose is playing two sets on Thursday at peach. So that's pretty exciting. Really? Yeah. Do we have set times yet? Because this is this is all really exciting for me. I mean, they're the headliner, so they'll be at night.
0: Well, yeah, but like, what time? Like, I don't know.
1: I, I don't really uh, care. We're seeing two. We'll, sets we'll keep digging. We'll, we'll let people know. Yeah, but well, uh, we will let people know. Of course, there's been a lot of announcements in the last couple of days. You know, they're going to Europe now. This is like very very exciting.
0: Big stuff happening. I mean. Hey, I looked at those Europe tickets. I mean, you might as well just go out and get them because they're like twenty bucks a piece,
1: maybe thirty dollars max. Yeah. So, it's, um, it's the it's the travel to get there that's the issue, not the tickets. Worry about that later. You know, let's get the <laughs>
0: tickets now and then just work out getting yourself to Europe. Why not?
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, <laughs> Brussels on my birthday. It's a whole thing. It's I, I gotta Do I it. gotta find my way there, but, but we'll figure it out. Of course, we're not here to talk about Europe. Right now, we are here to talk about last night's show in Eugene, Oregon. A 4 song, second set, a um, lot of jams. There's a lot of jams to dig into here. So I'm excited to talk about it. We've got a great guest coming on in just a minute. But before we dive in, uh, a quick word from our sponsor today, which is Beekeepers Naturals. Powered by nature and obsessively tested, beekeepers uses potent ingredients like propolis, pollen, and royal jelly, and steers clear of added chemicals. In a day and age where we want to boost our immune system as much as possible, Beekeepers Naturals has many products from lozenges to gut health supplements to support us and tap into the magic of nature. Personally, I don't leave home without one of their propolis throat sprays, which has really been saving my life uh, on tour the past, what has it been? It's been a week and a half now. Use code STORMSOUND at checkout for 20% off your order at beekeepersnaturals.com. So, Without further ado, let's bring on our guest. We've got Jeff. Hi, Jeff. How are you?
3: Hey, Ryan. How's it going?
1: Fantastic. Thank you. It is it's nice to see you online again. You know, nice to see you at the show uh, again last night. Thank you again for getting us that awesome spot, uh, front of the balcony, little loge action.
3: Never bad to be like right up against the
0: rail, right? So you got
1: to clean up. It's true. Neil, you went to bed early again last night, right? You didn't You didn't catch any I of the did. show live. I'm not
0: staying up for any of these shows. Man. That is a lie. Did, like, We're
1: going to get to the weekend and you're going to be awake. Oh,
0: of course. Yeah, probably on the weekend, but like yeah, so, during the week. and anyway. So like, for example, and I, I was saying this on I think the last one. Yeah. I woke up roughly two and a half hours after the show ended. So there's no way that, <laughs> like I could be a functioning member Earth. of society on the East Coast. So, like, folks who are doing it, more power to you. I did do it last year in the West yeah. Coast run. I was staying up and going to work. I don't know how I did it because uh, it certainly it just doesn't seem possible.
1: Yeah, that was a lot of shows, too, and, like, not even official streams. It was, like, staying up, watching someone's grainy cell phone video for most of those shows, uh, which is crazy. I, think, yeah. I really think we need to put a compilation video together of all the day-after-show segments where I'm poking fun at you for either going to sleep or staying up or... Saying you're going to sleep and then staying up and so I mean it's pretty much
0: you know, it's like the bathroom bit, you know. We just do it every every episode. You know, we might as well just call it a segment and just line it up, you
1: know. Yeah. Neil's sleep schedule today. Neil, what time are you going to bed tonight?
0: Uh well, there's no show tonight, so it's not relevant. So it's like the same time I I always go to bed. So all right, there you go. You know, soon we're we're gonna be back on the East Coast. So then this isn't even an issue anymore.
1: Um, and then, you know, and then I live in, in like Colorado,
0: yeah, then in September. It's, well, I mean, September is going to be amazing. If you live on the East Coast, like it's like you're like somebody from, you know, like uh, San Diego. You're like like you know you're in the middle of the day. You're watching shows. I mean, it's like an amazing thing. What
1: are you talking about? You're talking about so, Europe,
0: for example. If Goose is playing on the East Coast, yeah, and you live in San Diego.
1: Oh, yeah. The show is
0: very early in the day for you. Yes. Right? It's, it's we, the, we the Colorado superpower. It, it's how Jive Goose has always done it, right? He's got the Colorado superpower. He gets to watch all the streams and still yeah. go to bed at like 10 o'clock at night.
1: Right. But now, of course, he's on his hermit retreat in a cave somewhere. Um, he will emerge eventually, um, probably for our tour recap episode. We'll have, it, I, I think there's a big beard happening. Like, there, there's a lot. So. <laughs> There's a beard. I've seen there's a a big beard. I don't know if the beard is still around. I don't know how long it's gonna last, but I hope it's still there so we can talk about it on the pod. Um, But Jeff, (laughs) we're we're getting off topic here, uh, completely off topic. (laughs) Massively, really. We we haven't even started uh, talking about last night's show yet, uh, which was fun. But I want to talk with you about, you know, kind of share our experience um, with the vibe in the venue last night because it was really interesting. Very different from what we've seen on this tour so far. So this venue, it's the smallest venue of the tour, but it did not feel like the smallest venue. The, so the McDonald Theater in Eugene, 800 capacity. I feel like it could hold like 12 or 1300. Like this, the floor was not at like totally sold, I don't think. Like there, there was there was sp- plenty of space at the back. Didn't seem like people were too cramped, which is actually a really good thing, especially hearing stories of venues like Boston um, and other places where it was like packed in like sardines. Um, so we ended up on the balcony, thankfully, uh, for the show, but there were a ton of trompers last night.
3: Yeah, I was, a so I was really excited when I walked in because there was like, you know, a line outside, like, you know, around the block. And so I was like, wow, vibes are really high for a Tuesday show. Um, yeah. but to your point, like, I didn't see a ton of people besides you. Uh, you know, I know Sean was there, but he was down on the floor. And, yep. like, compared to the Seattle folks, like, it wasn't kind of the same vibe. It was more like a local vibe, um, which kind of had a mix. It had uh, some people really excited to see their first show. Some people seemed to want to talk about the or during the first show. So I think that the vibes were, like, good in pockets. And the floor seemed to be, like, you know, they were there. But to your point, like, between songs, there was definitely some Chatty Cathy's going on there
1: there were, there were some people during songs that were also pretty chatty. It was uh, like, especially in the first set, um, a lot of people yelling in exuberance, like the guy right behind me during Rockdale, um, just going like, yeah, yeah, for like two minutes straight at the peak of the jam. Um, And it was really annoying. Like if you're going to sing along, like I sing loudly at shows, like if you're singing, I don't really care. But if you're like, screaming like yeah like you know for that long like it's a bit much i was gonna <laughs> say were there were there any chompers in in like in your dreams last no, night I was, like, I was asleep
0: i was asleep no, but if i was there i might do that during rockdale i've been no, known to no, do that during rockdale
2: <gasps> uh, yes,
1: yes sometimes yes. it happens sometimes it happens no, um, no chomping for well kids you know last night like oh.
0: no no none of that well we can talk about like we're gonna talk about the muscle milk man later so, like, while we're talking about just like getting all fired up, we're did you get that the from the audience? Mode,
1: yeah, it was in the it was like stage banter last night. Oh, see, I guess I guess you couldn't hear it as well from uh, in the venue. Well, I, I'll I fill you in mode. on that. All right, so okay. I, I,
0: I've given this show a deeper listen than you have, even though you were one of the seven hundred and fifty nine people there.
1: There we so, go. All right. Well, oh yeah. So so let's dive into this show. Uh, we've got first few songs we got the whales jive one mr action uh really solid start to the first set great energy to the songs mr action is sounding so good this tour um really really loving the groove they're hitting jeff what did you think of these first three
3: yep you know whales just settle in uh i love the bluesy you know older tunes like dive clouds all that kind of stuff and that was just a really nice kind of way to get into the groove. And then to your point, Mr. Action, I think there was just some really great interplay between Peter and Rick. It was just like, you know, just you could just hear them kind of going back and forth. And it feels like they're kind of greasing the skids a little bit, like getting into their their groove, the sound really was dialed in by then. People generally settled down finally. So for me, that was a great start. And Mr. Action was definitely like that moment that I was just like, okay, now we're into it. This is this is this is we're back into the show.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely felt like it took um a little while into the whales before the sound was totally dialed in but the sound sounded great i saw some chatter on twitter that the webcast also sounded amazing last night uh so good to hear that everything's getting dialed in uh and everything sounds awesome neil what did you think of these this opening trio any other thoughts
0: uh first thought surprised to hear jive one again so soon Mm -hmm. second thought Saddened that they played jive one without jively which hasn't been played yep. in quite a while so it's like a little tear sad face um and then mr action is actually where the muscle milk man thing was explained now i don't remember the guy's name off the top of my head but they have a, a lighting guy
1: oh oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah i heard Pete. that yes who filled in yeah they're talking
0: about muscle milk man muscle Beach. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, all that. So, I guess Getty wasn't there the other night. Yeah. So, that's yeah. a big deal. Mm-hmm. We need to get the intel on that why Getty wasn't there. And maybe we don't. Like, it's probably got personal reasons, but uh, I mean, it is surprising to hear somebody like Getty not being there because you almost consider him part of the band. Yeah. Um, but so, I guess he wasn't there. I guess there was some heroics by Muscle Milk Man, hence the Muscle Milk Man theme the other night. Shout all out to of Muscle these Milk Man. Uh, yeah, it's Peter something. Awesome who, like you? I, I don't, Yeah, I, I, don't know. But he's doing lights for Goose. Shout out to him for running the lights. Uh,
1: Seattle night too. He was, he it was great. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I uh, should probably right. know this stuff because we have a podcast about it. But yeah, we some We
1: need to stay up to date uh, on the podcast here. But let let's move into what's probably my highlight of the show from last night. This born, um, we see the original speed born come back, um, which I'm excited about. Um, the intro is different, of course. They all start like you know, it's a count-in, start now instead of a drum intro or a guitar intro. But happy to hear this come back. I don't know if Peter did this on purpose or he just left his slide at home. Uh, but the the normal slide riff he was just playing, um, which I mean, it still sounded great because you know the song is amazing. And then in the jam, just textures upon textures upon textures, just layers. Peter. Rick's like reverse delay, high pitched guitar stuff that he was doing. And then Getty threw up the curtain uh, of lights. You know uh, the, the beauty of seeing them in a venue of this size is he has to adjust the light rig, uh, which means we get that front of the stage thing that acts as the curtain. So this born was absolutely phenomenal for me. I I like patient and just textural so many layers, vintage vibe synths, like, what Trevor was doing, it was amazing. Sean, you saw the slide sitting on his keyboard, so it was a conscious choice uh, to not play slide. Very interesting. Thank you, Sean. Jeff, what did you think of this porn?
3: I mean, you said it. I think it starts with patience. Um, you know, it was just like they settled in. Um, Rick straight away dropped down to his knee, and I think that's what you're talking about when he's going to the the reverse digital loop and all that good stuff. Yeah. And for me, these are just like some of my favorite goose moments when like, you know, we all know Rick can tear the roof off the place at any point in time. So when he kind of drops out and gives the chance of like Trevor and Peter to kind of almost play directly off of each other. um, And then you start to get like the percussion and things going on in the background. This one, I think we got that more in the, in the Rosewood heart. We'll talk about that a little later, but like in this one, I just felt like, you know, Trevor, and I don't know if it's because we were sitting, you know, T-side, whether, you know, what it it was, but he was just sounding so good. And then Peter was just layering right on the top, you know, and he was just kind of, like, you know, hitting these high accents with the keys. And then, you know, Rick just slowly kind of, like, kept, you know, weaving himself in, but also, like, taking a step back. And I kept being like, all right, well, when's Rick going to step in and just, like, rip a huge solo? And I was actually okay that they just kept waiting and waiting and letting this thing, like, you know, play itself out because it's just different, you know? It's something that you don't get the, the classic like run to the peak. And for me, it was just like a really great experience. Um, it was funny because you put a, a short video on, on Twitter and I was like, oh, yeah. I don't remember that exact moment. And then I looked down cause I was in front of you and I saw it was because this dude, Mike was kind of like, like trying to like cut in or whatever. And I was like, oh, thanks man. You cut out that like 30 seconds, but he, he took off and man, we got the, the end of that one. And it was just, it was just beautiful throughout.
1: Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. Neil, what did you think of the born?
0: Um, I'm shocked that Peter did not play slide guitar on that. Because those of us who watched uh, the Storm Sound rig rundown, or not rig rundown. Rig, rig tour. tour, please.
1: Thank you. Rig tour.
0: You. I, you know, like certainly don't want to get in trouble. Um, so those of us who watch the rig tour know that he actually has the action raised on his pink sore, so he can play slide. So he's mm-hmm. touring with that guitar. Like, he's had it set up to play slide, and he's made a choice not to play it. So I'm surprised yeah. by that.
1: Well, in um, case, you know, in case they drop a Gun Street Girl or something like that. like Well, so
0: that's what I was about to say is like, are we are we getting Gun Street Girl? Is that the conclusion here? Like if they're not touring, if he's not touring with that guitar to play slide on Born, which he hasn't in what, four plays now, mm-hmm. um, then maybe we're going to get something cool like that. I sure hope so. That'd be awesome. But it would be don't have many thoughts on this Born. I listened to it on the drive in this morning. It sounded very, very good couldn't get super engaged on it. I was noticing a lot of maybe maybe it wasn't in this. But no, maybe it was in Empress where like Peter really had the the um, the stereo effect going on the vintage vibe, where it was like almost like kind of freaking me out like the <laughs> oscillation on it. It's uh, so good. It was really, it's really so good. good. Well it sounded more intense on on this than what I had recalled from previous nights, or since that console has showed up. Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty cool part, but yeah, excited to go back and listen to this one. Excited that this Bourne is back. I don't know if we can call this the OG born because it's not, but it's pretty close. Right?
1: There have been many borns. There have been, many borns. <laughs> there have been <laughs> many borns. That is a fact. Many born was born again yes. last night. Yeah, I agree. I agree, yes. They, it, if you have Listen to this headphones. If if you want to hear what we're talking about with that vintage vibe sound, put in some headphones. Listen with stereo speakers. Hear it go back and forth. It is it is special. Then the set closes with really solid Rockdale. Uh, it felt longer than it was. Um, it it was so interesting to me. The Rockdale felt longer than it was. The Born felt way shorter than it was. And all in all, while the set was close to seventy minutes long, it felt like a really short set. It felt like shorter to me than the fifty eight minute set. On Sunday night, did Um, I don't know if you felt the same at all, Jeff? um, But I I was kind of like, oh, like I guess I'll end the set after Rockdale, but like how long has it been? Oh, it's been almost an hour and ten minutes, so okay. Like, so what did you think here, Jeff? Did you you feel the same way?
3: Yeah, I mean, it just like it flew right by the Rockdale closer. I felt like it was pretty straightforward, just a little extension on it. Um, But to your point, it was kind of funny because like Seattle Sunday night, it was like you know you got uh oh why is my brain freezing what was it right before in your eyes oh silver rising you got silver rising in your eyes tumbled like finish it off for me that was just like where the show turned yeah Um, it's just so meaty and tonight it was more like you got three on the front end and then you've got like born and rockdale to close it out on the back end but yeah i mean no complaints no complaints uh i I, my first drive and an awesome
0: born jam that works for me for a first set Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah extending kind of what jeff was saying like you look at this show this is a very strong show i don't think we've actually come out and said that yet oh Uh, absolutely kind of all thought it was implied um yeah possibly the best second set i've seen in a while um all right i don't know i don't want to go say let's put it this way it's a it's like top tier if we're gonna do tiers, it's like a top tier second set but i think it all begins with born and rockdale um, and then just right. absolutely crushes all the way through the end of this show it's just amazing uh there are no low points you know if we're gonna get to it but i'm gonna bring it up now like if your second set breather is peggy you just saw a pretty fucking awesome show too
1: yeah and it's a four song second set yeah. and peggy O is the only song that's not 20 minutes
0: yeah, it's like, incredible. Uh, but then also it begins with a in Rocktail. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I do really quick also want to point out that like if you look here, the only footnote in the show last night is noting who wrote Peggio. Like there's no there's no teases, there's no nothing. Like it it's very rare that you see a set list this clean. And so it's interesting they just came out, dropped the hammer, and then left. Like there's nothing, right? Like it's yeah. interesting, especially with the amount of teases we've been noting lately. Like,
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, the note shouldn't say to Grateful Dead because they didn't write that song, but that's a discussion for another time. Um, yes, but no, Semantics. so but there's no teases yet. There are no teases yet, there's right? Exactly, go back and listen to this, so you never know, right? But uh, I mean, an- that is an un- amazingly clean set list. Yes, I do agree,
1: and and this, this is how Peter put it on Bandcamp as well. Like no no extra notations on his side of anything. So, cool. Let's dive into set break here. I know people. Uh, Ryan Legville was asking about the bathroom report. Um, there was a long line for the bathroom for the men's bathroom yesterday, but it moved pretty quick. Uh, it was pretty, pretty. People were getting in, getting out. Uh, you know, doing their business. Not bad. Not the nicest bathroom. Um, but you know, it wasn't bad at all. My mom actually said that the women's bathroom had a huge line last night, um, which is really interesting. There was felt like there were a lot of, uh, a lot more women at the show than normal. Um, it seemed like like the demographic also, there were a ton of like Oregon deadheads who look like, you know, looked like they were on tour in like the eighties. Um, and it's like, okay, we're going to check out goose now. Um, I want to shout out the, the spinners. Uh, like Trevor's side on like the far left of the floor, there was like I don't know like eight or nine of them who just looked like they were having the times of their life, just going in circles. Um, but the number of people um, with like you know long white beards last night was staggering. So Jive is there, right? I think his beard is more gray right now. He's he's not yeah. Like- it's, it's like gray. He's not ancient elder of the community yet. You know, he did, he did fish tour in the nineties, not dead tour in the eighties. But, but he'll get there pretty soon.
0: Uh, So in spinners, I was going to make a joke about like Corey being there, but like now I'm just like making fun of my friends. Um, Oh no, but we can do
1: that on the next episode when he's spinning at the Warfield. When he's
0: actually at the show spinning at the show. Great. Uh, Looking forward to that. Yeah. You should drag him onto the podcast. It'd be wonderful.
1: That's a fantastic idea. Um, Shawnee Mac uh, would not recommend the men's bathroom at the McDonald theater. Jeff, what's your bathroom report? Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, it was definitely a theater built in 1925 and we can confirm that in every aspect of uh, (laughs) (laughs) just the way the rooms laid out, the, 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 the seats, uh, the bathrooms, the, the bar lines, like, I was glad I had to keep it pretty tight to drive back last night because, like, the line to get a, a beer was, uh, was was definitely long.
1: It was but, longer than the bathroom. Um,
3: <laughs> right? You know, it was, uh, there were definitely some people who, uh, who were out to party on a Tuesday night. There's no doubt about that. But to your point, like, you know, compared to, say, Seattle, like, there was just so much, like, you know, so many, like, dead shirts. Um, really, I think that was probably the predominant merch. More than, like, you know, in Seattle, I really noticed that, it was like goose, 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 goose. It was clearly like you know fans. I think that we we probably covered this, but it was definitely like, hey, I'm in Eugene. I've heard a lot about this band. I'm gonna go check them out for the first time. Yeah. Um, and I was definitely getting that vibe. You also had this like couples vibe going on, and I don't know. It was it was definitely it was fun. It was interesting. People like, we were having it was a really time. interesting. To your point, like I could not take my eyes off the spinners. Like we were also on the same side. And they were just like having. I mean. One of them was like spinning from like literally an hour before the show even started and did not stop. <laughs> so, and she was definitely silver-haired. So, kudos to her. That is an insane amount of energy uh, to dance for five-ish hours, four and a half hours straight.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was a long time. They they were they were enjoying themselves. Yeah, it's hard to when you have that kind of vantage point. It's hard not to watch the people who are like spinning around crazily and like you know with huge smiles on their faces. Um, so. It was, it was great to watch. Let's dive into this. Set. I know Neil is very excited to talk about this Empress as a noted Empress fluffer on this podcast. Uh, Neil is ready. Uh, but th- this Empress, I will say I was a little bit um, upset when they started Empress to open the second set. You know, we've had it played on a lot of short gaps lately, and we've seen a lot of these 20 to 23-minute versions or so that don't really deviate a ton from Empress. Um, right. Like they stay pretty much in just kind of extended jam, which is great. I love Empress. Um, you know, despite like not as much as Neil, but I, I love Empress. Um, this is the first time I've been kind of disappointed to hear them started up at, at the show. Now, approximately 10 minutes later, I was no longer disappointed. Um, you know, they, they go through the usual Trevor takes an amazing bass solo. Peter takes a nice keyboard solo. Um, This time he actually did it on the whirly Patch on Nord instead of piano, like normal, which is interesting to note. Rick starts his guitar solo and then they go off into this minor key build, whatever. And it's like, okay, they'll probably build this for a minute then peek it and close it out, whatever. And then they keep going in this minor key zone. And it just opens up uh, like just this amazing space. They reach amazing vintage vibe from Peter and it builds and you get like synth coming in, like the, like weird, like weird synth noises. um, And it just builds and builds and builds before like just erupting back into um, the end of Empress. I thought it was an amazing version. Definitely the best version in a long time. Uh, Jeff, what did you think of this Empress here?
3: So uh, I'm going to pass this one to Neil because like, I feel like he needs to uh, fill us in. If if he is the Empress fluffer here, <laughs> but one thing I will say is like, if there were any chompers to start the second set, Goose shut them to F up with uh, yeah. this one. And it was like, they were not going to let people talk for the next 20 minutes. And yeah, that de- was-
1: definitely, definitely quieter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're going to talk about Empress, right? So I'm so has accused excited me about of, it. Of being an Empress fluffer. I, I, I think I was like one of the first people to get really really tired of empress uh, <laughs> and uh like early on because you were I, tired I of
1: it in 2021
0: <laughs> i was tired of it in 2021 it's completely your fault uh, but <laughs> uh yeah man it, it's it's always the same it's not anymore it's not always the same i'm sorry there there are a couple of versions from last year that are pretty good this is probably my favorite version that i've heard yet it has all of the elements. Better of than the, Perry. Um see, like I, people are really excited about Perry, and I'm not. And actually, I don't think that's the the best version other than this of or, or Empress. So yeah, I don't know, man. There were better things to talk about from Perry. I'll say that for sure.
1: Well, okay, obviously. But
0: <laughs> this is exciting. This is exciting stuff because like like you said, when you're starting to hear the song now, you're kind of like, oh. Like, again, you know, you're going to get the same thing and it's going to be about 16 to 18 minutes. And these are all things that or I've 20. heard before, but not anymore. Or 26 in this case, right? Ish. Like, I don't know what the exact count is, mm-hmm. but it goes to all the cool spaces that we love to hear the band go to. There's no excuse for them to never do that again. We should have amazing empresses going forward. <laughs> I'm really excited about all of this.
1: I love it. Yeah, th- this is a oh, really and then, amazing and so band. the
0: other thing... Uh, we were talking about the, the makeup of the crowd. I wanted to throw this in there when we were talking about the, the second set thing. Mm-hmm. So Goose has played Eugene once before on the tour that they were opening up for Pigeons right before lockdown. So it was February 19th. There were 600 people in attendance, assuming that it was sold out. I don't know if yep. it actually was. So, And if everyone you know, was there you,
1: when Goose was playing.
0: Right. So minimum yeah. 350, probably closer to like five, 600 people from eugene seeing their first show assuming all those people are from eugene so pretty cool and it's also been like three full years you never know people might move in they might move out but the point is many many people seeing their very first show we kind of talk about this a lot when we talk about bigger venues where it's just like really easy to say like yes thousands of people just saw their first show sculpture park or um, red rocks for example but this one also worth noting that that crowd was probably like probably pretty stoked to see their first show
3: yeah, I'll, yeah. Just, I'll just add on there that my first show was just after that Eugene show it was up in Portland at the Wonder when they opened for Pigeons. Um, and there were maybe 100 people when they started playing and probably a couple hundred by the time they they finished playing. And so I'm guessing same thing in Eugene. Um, the one thing I will say is like the crowd participation on the clap was on point. So there was at least a chunk of them that knew what to expect. Like they didn't, they didn't just like all of a sudden go, oh, I should
1: clap now. Yeah, Oregon, Oregon got a lot of we're in the drum. Yeah. So Shawnee Max says met a lot of people from Portland and Bend, which makes sense. Goose played in Portland three times last year. Bend last February. Great show. Check out the Modavan and No Rain for that one. If you hadn't, if you haven't heard them, um, and if you haven't, you you really should. But let's move on in this second set. Next up we get Rosewood. This this jam to me. I kind of had a moment partway through the jam where I was like, holy shit, like The five of them just sounded so locked in Uh, from minute one of the jam. It didn't feel like one of them was leading while like, obviously Rick was at the forefront of it um, as he tends to be. It just felt like they all were like, all right, Rosewood, let's go. And just went together in perfect lockstep. I want to shout out Jeb in this Rosewood. Um, His percussion playing is phenomenal in this jam. Uh, He is very, very present in the improv um, adding lots of awesome layers. Um, so shout out to Jeb who has been really crushing it uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, but th- this road was am- Rosewood was amazing, repeated peaks, um, amazing energy. Like I keep saying amazing. Um, I, I don't have other adjectives to describe it right now, but it's, it's all about that group think that, th- that they got into. They, they don't tap into it a ton right now. They're still working on getting to that point. But they capped into it during that Rosewood last night. And it was phenomenal. Jeff, what did you think?
3: Yeah, for me, this was right up there with Born with the, the highlight of the show. Like, right after they got through the lyrics in that very first jam section, again, just, like, they dropped out. And it almost had, like, a Latin percussion feel. Like, between Spuds and Jeb, it was just, like, I don't know. For me, it was, like, I closed my eyes, and I just was, like, yes. This is just such a nice moment. Because, like... I think almost when they started singing it, the crowd kind of like started chattering again and all that kind of stuff, just because mm-hmm. I think they needed a breather after that huge empress. But then once like the the the, the groove started going again, everybody kind of like settled in. Um, so for me, it was huge. And then it just from there, you know, there's a reason why we call it Hosewood because like one way or
0: another, we're gonna get there. And it was lovely.
1: You just said the magic words to Neil.
0: Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> is the Hosewood. Um, I haven't really listened to this Rosewood closely. I think the one thing that did stick out for me, like you were talking about Jeff, like killing the cowbell in this, just absolutely crushing the yeah. cowbell in it. I mean, normally Rosewood is a, is an amazing song because the drumming is so good in it. There is a part built into it where the drums go like absolutely nuts, but, uh, yeah, dude, just killing the cowbell. I mean, he's, he's taking center stage out there, uh, yeah. and really enjoying Jeff. But, um, yeah, man. There's no such thing as a bad Rosewood. I don't think, and no, I'm excited to go back and listen to this one. People were like say, really
1: stoked on this this morning. Yeah, I do want to say was my one thing. It. My one thing about this Rosewood that you thankfully can't really hear on the soundboard towards the end of it, like some people in the crowd started clapping along to the jam, and it just kind of was like trying to enjoy the jam here. Like you know, it, it seemed like it maybe threw the band for a second. Um, because, you know, they're like deep in this jam and Spuds is doing like a beat where he's hitting uh, like quarter notes on a cymbal and someone started clapping along. Like, you know, you can clap along to any jam. Um, it's not really necessary, I don't think. Like, let the band play, enjoy the music. Um, thankfully, it didn't last super long, but that was just a moment that I kind of took me out of it for a second. Um, but I got, I got reeled back in pretty quickly uh, by the beginning of Peggio. I don't know if you felt the same about the clapping, Jeff.
3: I think I was one of the guilty ones that that, that fell into the, the throwing a few claps in there. I was just, I had my eyes closed and I don't know. But you're right. Like the band wanted to go a different direction. And it was like kind of once you figured it out, I was like, oh, wait, settle down. They're not they're not looking to to lock in with this. Um, there you go. Westies love to clap.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Haps. Kind of like when people sing super loud near you. Totally yeah. disruptive to your show experience. We're
3: going to get to that in Arcadia, hats <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I definitely had some some loud singers in the in the road behind in the road behind
0: me.
1: <laughs> Guilty. Uh, um, well, Ryan let's is talk about this, Peggy. First, he's, he's
0: traveling the whole country, coast to coast, to let everyone know just how loud he sings during songs. And if you think this is an exaggeration, and I'm just picking on, it's Ryan, not. Come to a it's show. Not. And you will see. It is not an exaggeration at all. <laughs> so we should have gotten Hapson here to talk about Peggio um, because he is the resident expert on Peggio analysis. He's listened to Peggio. every Peggio ever. He loves it. Song. Um, it's a shame we don't have Hapson for it. Um, at least just to hear his feeble attempts I wanna, at... Uh, I, oh, I want to yeah, dispel
1: this really quick. Uh, young Ryan is a tromper. There's a very big difference between singing along and tromp. Just for the record, I, I would like to make that See, very friends. important distinction.
0: I was about to say like a whole bunch very of things, difference. but I'm not going to.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so do about. we want to talk about this Peggio or what?
1: Yes. Yeah, talk about this Peggio. Uh, oh my God. Peter's guitar solo, like just well, was perfect. Um, you know, like we hear Rick solo all the time. We don't hear a really melodic and beautiful guitar solo from Peter and like any other song, you know, stuff like So Ready, Yeti, Doc Brown. Those are just him ripping like really shreddy stuff. This was like just melodic and beautiful, and his tone, his tone is so good. But man, like the, I I absolutely adored uh, his guitar solo in this Peggy O. And this was my first time seeing the song. Very happy to catch it. Um, yeah, amazing, amazing rendition. Jeff, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't
3: even know how you, you picked up on it, like on the first, I don't know if it was the drum beat or what, but you, you you knew, like you called Peggio right away and I was like, I'll take it. This is, you know, a lovely little breather. Um, When you're sitting between 20-minute jams, it was like the only chance for me to escape. And the irony was I ran into an older guy in the uh, in the restroom who was like, hey, do you know what song this is? And I was like, is this a name three songs test? I'm like, yeah, it's Peggio, the dead played it. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, okay, that is very weird considering that half the crowd (laughs) is (laughs) deadheads. Right. (laughs) But uh, just beautiful to your point, you know, Peter. Um, Just, I mean, you love it when you get a four-song set and then you get a great breather, and you just, you can't ask for more than that. (laughs) (laughs) Neil, what
0: did you think of Peggio? Yeah, dude, I love Peggio. It's like, it's one of my favorites. so good. If, If you're not on the verge of tears by the end of Peggio, Except for the the one they did with Bobby, which, like, not going to go there. But, like, if you're not on the verge of tears by the end of Peggio, then, like, I don't, you
1: have no feelings. um, Well, I know one Uh, person watching the podcast right now who has no feelings. So, yeah, right. Love him anyway. Anyway, then we get Arcadia. Um, Yes, I sang very loudly during this song. Um, You know, it was incredibly due. Um, And, Jeff, Jeff, do you play Fantasy Goose?
3: I do, but only sporadically because, again, West Coast, like I'm finishing up my day and I'm like, oh, I didn't get my picks in again. So,
1: Right. <laughs> if you did play last night, would you have put Arcadia on your picks?
3: I did play last night. Arcadia
0: is number eight, definitely.
1: There you go. Easiest eight-pointer of the tour, right? So what kind of idiot wouldn't put Arcadia on their picks?
0: It was not the easiest eight-pointer of the year. <laughs> we discussed this already. I, I right. sent it you a list.
1: You know what was easier? Right. No, actually, this Madavon is a, a jumping off point. On Ryman Night 3. This is a jumping
0: off point for an actual serious discussion about how setlist structure has changed in 2023. Yeah. So I sent you a list of approximately, what, 14 songs that have been played more times this year than Arcadia. Yeah. Which historically is, like, one of the top most played songs that they have. You know, it's it's not up there with, like, hot tea, but it's, it's in the, you know, the Madavon range. And... So, it had only been four shows since they played it. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to get played. It's only been played four, four shows. times this year. Four plays. Four shows. It had been four shows. Or five, depending on how you want to count it.
1: Uh, night, you would call it five. Night my, I would call last it night was my sixth show of this run, and I hadn't seen mm-hmm. Arcadia yet. Mm.
0: I'm gonna have to consult my spreadsheet,
1: right? I'm pretty sure I'm Neil. Neil, I, I love being able to put Neil on the spot like this while we're while we're live and just like point oh, out yeah. that he's, I'm not, he's not as it. good as Fantasy Goose as he thinks it is. Uh, I he is. I will tell no, you that's the last two time incredibly played. due eight pointers this year that he's just left off completely. Like, you got to know the strategy. Oh, dude.
0: Dude. Like when they played Madavon finally after, like, what was it, seven or eight shows? Like, that one was crazy. Like, the fact that you all kept picking it was bananas.
3: But, like, the fact that you much. didn't.
0: Um, so, all, oh, I'm all sorry. All it had right. been a five show gap there. Last play, 416, there, Ryan. It was, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so.
1: I, I think but everyone clearly, would agree with you. Right? I think That's everyone would, would agree with you.
0: That have been played way more. That's just been yes. played two times. Yes. Animal 7, Flowdown, Flowdown, 7, Rockdale, Pancakes, Hunger Sight, Drive, Creatures, Silver Rising, Hot Tea, all 6. And then there's roughly a dozen more, not even, like 15 more that have been played 5 times. Arcadia only 4 times in the year. So the band is doing very different things with their set lists. I think that's the important True. thing to take away from, yes. this aside from just arguing with each other about Fantasy Goose. But, like, but it's fun. Like, songs like Arcadia just like aren't getting played nearly as much as they used to madavon not getting played nearly as much as it used to and then of course the numbers have had a little bit because madavon got played on back-to-back days played on back-to-back days um, but it didn't really right so so yeah this is like really interesting and cool stuff this is the first time this has ever really
1: happened that's like
0: set lists have completely changed mm-hmm. um, so we, like saw of that- it,
1: we saw some of it last year with uh some songs like you know jive 2 kind jives. of falling out of the yeah. rotation for a while yeah. and like, Traveler's dropping in. for 30 shows, No Lead the Way for 50 shows, or like Doc Brown, like whatever. So they have yeah, been so changing like stuff, but yeah, like you're a right. Full
0: of songs. But like yeah. the old standbys all of a sudden aren't anymore because they've got songs that are bangers, like, you know, Pancakes and, and you know, Rockdale and things like that that have lead all up. kind of come out in the last two years. Yeah. Lead Up, you know, Feel It Now. I mean, there's so much good shit now. It's just nuts. Yeah. And it's just funny that like songs like Arcadia now aren't in every third or fourth show song.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is some shocking stuff.
1: But it was great last night. You know, didn't didn't go too far from Arcadia. Uh, but 20 minutes, it was hot. Um, the peak went around a few extra times than it does normally, uh, it felt like. But man, this was this was amazing. Jeff, what did you think uh, besides the annoying guy singing behind you?
3: <laughs> I got to say, like you said, singing is a lot better than chomping. So I'll take it. Ten out of ten times. Uh, now, great peak. It felt like uh, <laughs> it felt like they uh, they were just they 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 cut a lot out of the set list. Um, not gonna lie, there are a few of those songs that you and I both wanted to see um, that they, they got cut, and that's okay because they just used the extra time to to let it breathe and you know go back for a couple extra peaks. So never gonna complain about an Arcadia. Um, I think the last one I got was the last show at the Wonder. Um, which was the last time I said to my brother-in-law, Carl, who was with me last night, I was like, we're never going to see them in a venue this small. And I guess we got one more shot at it. but that's probably the last one.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You um, mentioned the songs that got cut. I did want to say the first set was played I haven't seen by it yet. The book. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Okay. No, so, I've been busy all
0: day, so I haven't been able to see it. So I'm, so I'm the first trying to set, actually hear
1: that. Yeah. So the first set was written as Wales, Jive one, Mr. Action born Rockdale SOS. Um, which like I would have loved there. second set. Really interesting. Arcadia Rosewood take on me this old sea white lights and then Peggy O Empress encore. So I'm still chasing this old sea. Um, I can't believe they cut it again. I really hope it comes in San Francisco. I am so surprised to see take on me popping up again. So soon, you know, just got busted out in Cleveland for the first time since 2019 did not think it was going to come up again uh, this quickly, which is so interesting. Um, yeah, Neil, you got any opinions on that now that you've now that you've seen the written setup? Yeah,
0: yeah you got screwed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's an amazing set of music, but that other one sounds pretty good too. I'd rather have that. Um, but like uh, you'd Empress rather have. In-
1: I'd rather the second rather. set we got than the second set that was written, um, you know, as much as I want. Well, it's little the
0: little same stuff. set with more songs.
1: Yeah, but that means that they wouldn't, the songs that we got wouldn't have been 20 minutes long.
0: Well, we haven't talked about that, too. This this is a short show, so they could have fit some more songs in there. They could have slipped a Lee in there after Jive One. It was a really short first set. So I feel like they could have got those songs in there, but maybe they're tired. Maybe they went. They to get did off the end
1: stage. up. I mean, they ended up hitting curfew. Uh, you know, White Lights encore. The guy behind us was very, very excited about the White Lights encore. Like thought he was gonna shatter my eardrum. Um, but it, you know, solid White Lights. Uh, great closer. Um, energy was high. Vibes were high, of course. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun. This, uh, yeah. That that's probably gonna happen this I hope so. Moby I in sure San Diego. So. Um I will cry, probably. Oh, you've seen a Moby. Yeah, I know, but I wanna see more Mobies. <laughs> Who doesn't? So Who doesn't? Apparently they played Moby at an after show uh last night, um that Jeb made an appearance at. But you know. So they being some other band and Jeb showed up and
0: Nick was watching them play
1: it. I think so. I think so. Okay. I wasn't there i went to bed um jeff you got any more thoughts on this encore or the the show as a whole
3: yeah i mean we were hoping for the sos encore and they went white lights it's okay the one thing i'll just say is like for me um like what represents how tight the band is playing right now is like if you listen right after peter takes the keyboard solo to start the white lights jam like they all walk in like in sync like i don't know i don't even know it's just like there was this moment where my ears were just like they just went like this like and i was like man this band is so incredibly locked in and it was kind of i think what you know rick was talking to in that that interview um they did in minnesota where he's just like well we're touring more than we wanted to but on the other hand the band is playing like it's never played before i'm paraphrasing there but that's that was it and i was like and then you know the jam was great but yeah I've never seen somebody so excited for white lights in my life. So there you go. I guess you really like Spanish class. Who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah. Something hey, like dude, that. White lights is a is a great song. Um it, you know, it's absolutely it's a great encore too. It's killer encore. I've forgotten how to do the white lights dance. Uh, there we go. Um a Moby American Woman remix by Moby. By Moby, yeah. <laughs> who, who is who is from the same neck of the woods as Goose. I don't know oh, where he's from. I think he's from like Darien or something like that, but it's close enough to Wilton.
2: Mm-hmm. Those
0: of us who know Connecticut, who have a Connecticut public school education, that is. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got one of those.
1: Yeah. If you don't know uh, what we're talking about, don't, don't bother. Yeah, don't ask. <laughs> Just don't even bother. Um, well, I want to shout out, yes, I want to shout out uh, the, the chat today. Uh, you guys have been amazing. Uh, we love the participation. Uh, you know, <laughs> always fun. Always fun when people are throwing that around. Um, but this was an amazing show last night. I'm very much looking forward to two shows at the Warfield uh, the next couple of nights, obviously not tonight, um, but I'm looking forward to talking about those as we kind of get towards the end of spring tour. Um, And then, like, this is crazy because this is the last big tour of headlining shows until September. You know, they're playing a, a lot of shows in June, but, like, most of them are festivals. So... Sad face. Sad. Hopefully, yep. I, I'm what I what I was thinking about the other day is I'm hoping with all these festival shows, and I think we'll talk about this more on our tour recap episode, but I'm hoping these, these festival shows and playing all these festival shows doesn't kind of make them regress a little bit. Um, you know, if they're playing all these crowd-pleasing sets, lighter on the jams, whatever, I'm curious how they come back in September um, and if they lose some of the momentum that they've gained um, on this spring. But that is... A, a talk for another episode of course thank you so much jeff uh for coming on today it was lovely to see you at the show last night uh great to have you on today um thank thanks. you jeff. We appreciate it
3: thank you both it was a pleasure.
1: Mm-hmm. pleasure maybe maybe they will add another drummer thank you greg uh who knows maybe maybe they'll add another rapper uh that's what you're you're building up to you know um but anything can happen of course, this is anything can happen. About. Anything is anything can happen. The beauty of a jam band show. But we will be right back here on what day is it? On Friday afternoon at three o'clock, three thirty PM Eastern, twelve thirty Pacific. To recap, night one at the Warfield. Um, we are going to have some great guests on. Of course, as always, uh, looking forward to chatting with our good friends Brendan and Becca um, about that show. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, of course, if you're coming to San Francisco, um, you know, hopefully we say hi. Uh, very excited to see them in this legendary venue. Um, my mom will be telling everybody at my direction that the last time she was at the Warfield was to see Garcia and Grisman in 1993 um, because clout. Lisa's an OG book. Yeah, she saw Jerry. True. Um, so, you know. True. Got to take her seriously. Well, we will be back on Friday. Uh, thank you, everybody, so much uh, for tuning in today. Thank you so much for participating in the chat. Um, see you in a couple days.
3: Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors. Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi.
1: is the best song.